Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one familial peach of Talmud each day. Listeners, sometimes you just open a page of Talmud expecting some, you know, spiritual stirring message for the ages. And you get a little bit more than you bargained for because you get a bit of uh, really insight into families and how they work and how they should work. And kind of, uh, you know, you were not expecting rabbinic parental advice on a Wednesday morning. Yet here we are. Have a listen to this nugget from Kiddushin 31. Therefore, in the mitzvah of honor your father and your mother, we all know it, right? It's kind of it's an oldie but goodie. The Holy One, blessed be he preceded the mention of the honor due to one's father before mentioning the honor due one's mother. The verse emphasizes, the Talmud tells us, the duty that does not come naturally. Similarly, it is revealed and known before the one who spoke and the world came into being that a son fears his father more than his mother because his father teaches him Torah and consequently he is strict with him. Therefore, in the verse, a man shall fear his mother and his father, Leviticus 19.3, the Holy One, blessed be he, preceded the mention of fear of the mother before the mention of fear of the father. In other words, the rabbis teach us the Torah always emphasizes the bits that actually need work because we honor our mothers more than our fathers. The Torah tells us, honor your father first and then your mother. Because we fear our fathers more than our mothers, the Torah tells us, a man shall fear his mother and his father. I read it and I felt extremely uncertain of, well, how I felt. And so I summoned to my help a woman with many titles. But today I will introduce her only as a mother of two of the finest Jewish children that I know. Hello to you, Tanya Singer. That is the kindest introduction you could give, Liel. Thank you. And a completely true one. And now that we have dispensed uh, (laughs) with such niceties, tell me. uh, So you've spent a lot of time, well, being a mother, but also a lot of time thinking about these issues. And and you and I have conversations about family dynamics and Jewish values quite often. And here is the rabbis telling us, look, you're going to naturally honor your mother more than you honor your father. You're going to naturally fear your father more than you honor your mother. Do you buy into this? I, at the risk of being canceled, I will say, yes, I do. And it's really complicated. And I thought about it a lot of ways since you asked me to be part of this. And I'm thinking about my my kids and my family, but I also thought about, I've been very active in my synagogue, especially as I've been saying Kaddish for my father this year. And I, I thought a lot about the ways we are called to the Torah and the ways we are given a Misha Berach and names and the power of names, which you know is no small deal in the Jewish tradition. And when we're called to the Torah, we are typically called using our father's name, Ben, your father's name. And now we do it in an egalitarian way and we do both. But like your name in public spaces tends to be in relation to your father. When it comes to illness, you are identified as your mother's child. And so I find this super fascinating. And I've been, I, I don't have the Talmud behind me. I don't have tons of knowledge behind me. But my own soul searching on this topic makes me think, and sorry, one more thing I'll add. In my own family, my father was given a Hebrew name and my mother was given a Yiddish name and the same in my husband's family. And so again, you think about naming as like public name, private name, or family name, and the sort of division of roles 
roles between men and women. Interesting. So the father's Hebrew name representing kind of, you know, the lineage of the prophets and the tradition and the Torah. And the Yiddish name being something, well, you know, it's more folklore. It's more family. It's more lore. It's soul. It's chicken soup. It's it's nurturing. It's, it's all these things. And so thinking about naming and how we're called and how we're identified in Jewish spaces and in our own families made me think like how embedded this is culturally for us as Jews. And so when it comes to like this fear of your father because he teaches you Torah, I don't know how many of our listeners are uh, male listeners who are fathers are like sitting and teaching their boys Torah. But like, nonetheless, it's so embedded in our culture, this idea that like, men in public spaces, especially Jewishly, and the way the male names work and the way the female names work. And so when maybe when we're when we're saying a Mishaberach for someone or thinking for someone who needs healing, we're thinking of their soul. We're thinking of them as like flesh and blood and soul in the way that a mother nurtures her baby and can comfort her baby in a way that I'm sorry to say, like I had special magic with my kids that my husband didn't have, and I could scoop one up when they skinned a knee or stubbed a toe, and they would their whole bodies would change. And there is something just super primal and physical about the mother's touch. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to be canceled. <laughs> I, I, I love, no, no, I love all of this. And yet here comes uh, the Talmud and in a kind of shocking egalitarian move says, right, that is natural. But that is why it is incumbent upon us precisely to act actively to reverse these stereotypes, to say to a kid, no, 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 you must honor your father, because we know it's going to come naturally with mom. You must fear your mom because we know it's going to come naturally with dad. Is a sound parenting philosophy? Of course. I think it's great. And I think, look, we want to balance both things out. And we know family compositions change. And, and we're lucky if we get to have a mom and a dad and they get to be together. And you get to have the balance of both. But, but yeah, striving for balance feels like a very Jewish idea and feels really appropriate. Any insights to share from the uh, from the singer family playbook? Well, it's it's I, I again I'm just getting myself in all sorts of trouble today. But I will say, and you know this, my son and I are I'm close with both of my kids. But my son has a way when I, he's not even looking at me and can sense me in a different part of the house and knows if something's wrong or troublesome or bothering me. And I'll say, like, why do you know that? Like, he'll say, Mom, what's wrong? Like, he'll know if I've read something that made me upset or if just, like, the tiniest change. He can, he, it's like he can sense it. And he'll say, Mom, I lived in your body for nine months. Like, I know you. And so it is the sweetest. Uh, and I'll always say, you don't have to carry that burden. You don't have to know me and you don't have to worry about, like, my, my emotions moment to moment. But it, it is incredible to feel so attuned to your children and to see as they become adults that they can be so attuned to you. I love this. And I love also, and I think, by the way, this applies to same-sex couples who raise children, the notion that it is okay to have two completely distinct roles and that it's not necessarily a call to, you know, well, everyone should be treated precisely the same way and have precisely the same role. No, we could play different parts for 100%. our children and it's totally fine. I mean, I just I just celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary and to say that my husband and I have outsourced parts of our brains and lives to one another would be an understatement. There are things he's unbelievable at. I haven't booked a trip for us in decades, but like he has no idea who the kids' doctors are. I mean, these are small examples, but like I know minute by minute what's happening with the kids. And he knows where every penny is, like even the ones in the couch, right? So like we just divide and conquer and that's okay. Baruch Hashem, Tani Singer, thank you so much for thank being you. our guest. Thank you, Leah.
This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one. Subscribe to our newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.